Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. I missed you last week. Um, as many of you probably know, I was I was in Israel last week on a mission with UJA rabbis from the New York area and educators. Um, I was grateful that Nicole was able to be with you last week. And I will kind of formally share some of my reflections from the trip in a Zoom session this Friday at 9.30, and also in my sermon on Friday night. So I hope that you can join for some of those. But this morning, I wanted to share one kind of bigger spiritual reflection on how uh, on how people can change spiritually, I guess. Um, as you know, uh, and up until October 6th, the day before this attack, I think you know that Israel was embroiled in um, the worst polarization the society had ever seen. Many called it an internal civil war. Um, there were 10 months of nonstop protesting about things like judicial reform, about religious exemptions from army service, about the status of settlements. But at the heart of the divisions, um, it was not about Israel's left and right. Uh, there basically is no left in Israel. It was actually a division at the heart of it all about the very nature of whether Israel was going to prioritize being a democratic state or being a Jewish state. In many ways, it was a fight between the religious and secular values of the state. And you heard a lot of hate from one side to the other. Um, and the ultra-Orthodox claimed that secular Israelis were prioritizing their secular values over Torah and sacrificing the Jewish nature of the state. And the secular felt that the religious and the rabbinate had imposed a particular version of Judaism on everyone, and they actually don't get to really <laughs> have other kinds and forms of Judaism. Um, and so for them, Judaism is this sort of uh, indoctrinating, administrative religion that conflicts with their values of democracy, egalitarianism, and pluralism. Secular Jews in Israel have been so angry about this that they are allergic to anything that smells of religion because of their animosity to what the rabbinate has done um, and how they have expressed what Judaism is. So this was a great sadness to me to see this feeling about uh, Judaism in Israel. And then, of course, this just see the polarization. And the country was literally tearing itself apart over this. And then on October 7th, the worst day in the history of the Jewish state, everything kind of changed. And while I could tell you about so much of the horrible aftermath, and many of you have been reading about it. I want to share with you today uh, one of the changes that has been very miraculous and extraordinary that co has come that has not been written about so much in the American press. Um, so the first thing I want to tell you is that I learned that thousands of Haredim, thousands of ultra-Orthodox Jews, have enlisted to serve in the army after October 7th. And those who are not enlisting in the army, 
thousands and thousands more have been mobilized to volunteer to help serve those who have been evacuated from their towns in Kibbutzim that were deemed unsafe. And thousands and thousands have been cooking meals for soldiers all around the country. So this community, which until a month ago was fighting to make sure that they never had to serve, are now serving in multitudes of ways. And another interesting thing has happened on the secular side. Now, there is a story that I think is unknown here in America, but was widely shared in Israel uh, that happened on October 7th. There, It's a heroic story of Lieutenant Colonel Guy Martyr, who is a career army officer, 30 years old. He was up north with his family celebrating Simchat Torah in synagogue on October 7th. When he heard news about the terrorist attack, he jumped in his car without his uniform, without his gun, armed only with his personal pistol and went south. He bravely fought off several terrorists before being shot in the leg himself. At that point, he dragged himself into a ditch on the side of the road. And even from the side of the road, as more Hamas terrorists came through, he was actually able to kill several more. And with the last of his strength, he tied a tourniquet around his bleeding leg and waited and hoped that someone would come save him. Uh, it took two more hours before IDF soldiers finally arrived to the road and they saw tens of dead Hamas terrorists alongside the road. They also saw a guy in the ditch. Uh, he had a gun in his hand and he was wearing civilian clothes and he was trying to muster the strength to say, I'm a soldier, I'm a Jew. Um, but he was very weak from the loss of blood. And suddenly one of the soldiers said, don't shoot. He has seat seat. Uh, and he was dramatically saved. Um, Guy Martyr was brought to a hospital and is now recovering. Now, in case you don't know what seat seat are, they are the um, knotted fringes that are found, uh, that are commanded in the Torah for us to wear. Usually you would only see them um, on a talus. So a talus has four corners and you put seat seat in each of the four corners and you wear that when we pray. But more religious Jews will wear seat seat every single day under in an on an undervest that has four corners they wear under their shirt and then the four fringe threads will hang out um, over their pants. Um, now seat seat represent the 613 commandments of our Torah and many see it has, has mystical significance as um, enveloping your body literally in mitzvot and um, religious Jews wear them. So. Here are these seat seat that were hanging out of guys' civilian clothes um, became the outward Jewish uniform that saved his life in on October 7th. Now, this widely shared story has done something unprecedented. It has caused tens of thousands of secular Israelis serving in the IDF to ask for seat seat. Now, if you are in an IDF uniform, you don't really need to have seat seat to make it clear that you are a Jewish soldier. They're not wearing civilian clothing. So what's going on here? Um, because I cannot overstate how so many secular Israelis have felt disregard and even animosity towards anything 
that smells of being religious. But this tragedy has created an opening, a way, permission perhaps, to connect to something Jewish that these young Israelis would have never done before. Perhaps it's some version of understanding that there are no atheists in foxholes. But whatever the motivation, you now have literally tens of thousands of secular Israelis choosing to wear this outward Jewish symbol on their bodies. That they feel they are wearing a Jewish protective amulet. These tzitzit that date back all the way to biblical times. It is giving them an opportunity to connect to their Judaism in many cases for the very first time. This demand has been so great that there have not been enough tzitzit for those who've asked. And so an ultra-Orthodox rabbi made a public statement on TV, a ruling that it was allowable for people to manufacture tzitzit and tie tzitzit 24-7, even on Shabbat, because it's a matter of pikuach nefesh, of saving lives. Uh, over 60,000 tzitzit have been made and tied in the last few weeks. We heard in Israel from a Holocaust survivor named Rina. She was a 93-year-old who has lived through even worse than the days that we're seeing now. <clears throat> She is an incredible spirit. She told us about, she has three grandsons who are fighting in Gaza. All of her children and grandchildren, except for one, are religious. But her secular grandson recently asked her, Grandma, can you tie seat seat? And she said, I can. And she tied them for him. And this is now Rena's contribution to the war effort is tying seat seat. Uh, communities of Haredim, of ultra-Orthodox, are gathering around the clock doing the painstaking work of hand-tying these tzitzit for secular soldiers who want to wear them. It is the way that the ultra-Orthodox are doing their part to help protect other Israelis. I think it is, I could just, uh, you know, rabbis love to take a metaphor and beat it to death, but imagine for a moment the frayed fabric of this society just one month ago and how the four corners have been bound together and tied together in these knots that are um, bringing the society together in a way and uniting us under this one Jewish banner. Around the country, you are seeing literal banners that read, which is together we will prevail. Um, that the unity that we're seeing in Israel right now is unprecedented, certainly in um, many, many decades. And you do see a sense that they are very together. Um, and not just Israel, but the four corners of the Jewish world have come together like a protective seat seat over enveloping our entire people. Now, we would have never chosen this tragedy to make this change happen, but it does remind me that enormous change is possible. And we are not as fixed as we thought we were. And that even spiritual reevaluation is possible. 
So I want you to just close your eyes if you haven't already. <clears throat> Let's take a deep breath in and release it. For a moment, imagine that you are taking a four-cornered garment with fringes on each side, that you're fingering these fringes that are commanded all the way back from times when our people lived in the desert. Really, they go all the way that back. And I want you to wrap yourself in this garment to feel the protection of a people that are united in one way and, and to feel God's protective spirit over us in this moment. I'm not a superstitious kind of person, but I do think that we can gain strength from ritual objects. And I guess Israelis are coming around to that as well. So hold these four corners together, feel the sense of connection and the threads that bind us together. And if you want a, a mantra, why not seat, seat? Seat, seat. Gently saying that under your breath mm -hmm. to give your mind something um, to kind of distract it just a little bit. And we'll take a few moments to sit with that silence, the possibility of change, that unity, and don't mind the time.
Open up our eyes. Teach us how to live. Fill our hearts with joy and all the love we have to give. Gather us in peace as you lead us to your name. And we will know that you are one. May we be gathered in peace. Remember that we are one. I wish you all a blessed day.